Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This podcast is created for hungry entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, personal development resources, and actionable tips. Now for your host, Jason Wright. This is episode number 93, The Domino Effect with Allison Donahue. What is going on, everybody? This is Jason Wright with another episode of the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by Funnel Vision Course. Funnel Vision is my free three-day course that introduces you to email marketing, automation, and funnels. I simply deliver three emails a day to you with videos. Gives you about an hour's worth of content over three days, and you will definitely find it worth your time. If you want to check that out, just go to FunnelVisionCourse.com, or you can check out the homepage of Intensely Inspirational. It's right there as well. This week, we've got an awesome guest, as we always do, and I've always got a random story for you as well. So I can start with that today. And this is actually kind of a just a, a high-level overview of something, but on the way home yesterday, I was driving home from um, a destination. I started thinking to myself, I started thinking, you know, there's a, a really, really thin line between success and failure. And I think most people give up right on the edge of that line because failure is not fun. I mean, failure is not fun, but it's definitely part of the process. Sometimes you think you finally figured out something, you've got it right this time, and then you find out, oh, not this time, still failing. But what's interesting is when you do find something that works and you look at all the things that you've tried that didn't work, I mean, sometimes the difference between them is so small, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And the reason I bring that up on this episode is I want you guys to, to trust your instincts and keep going after what you believe in. You know, I always say the the good place to be or the best place to be is kind of at the intersection of your town and your passion. And sometimes we may dance around that intersection. We might be so close and give up and we didn't realize what was right around the corner. So you'll never know if you give up what's around the corner. Keep that in mind and keep adjusting, keep pivoting, keep making tweaks until you uh, you get traction with what you're trying to do. So kind of a generic story for you, but I hopefully that, hope that speaks to somebody listening because I had that realization about something, like I said, just yesterday, and it's powerful. It's powerful stuff. So we will get into the show today. Um, I'm going to introduce my guest to you in a moment, but uh, Allison is a, an awesome person. Uh, her business is Domino Thinking, and uh, let's get into the conversation. Let's check out what we talked about. What's happening, everybody? As always, I've got another amazing guest with me. This week, I've got Allison Donaghy, not Donahue, like I just messed up off the air. <laughs> she is the founder of Domino Thinking. She is a business analyst, an author, a speaker, and a radio host herself. Allison, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. Awesome. That makes me uh, that makes my day right there. So I appreciate that. <laughs> well, um, I've checked out your site and checked out a little bit about what you do, but from you, I'd love to hear where all of this began. Wow. Um, well, back, I was a single mother. I got pregnant when I was 19. I was on the pill. I had no idea how that happened. And um, 
And then I just ended up with all these dead end jobs and I could never get off welfare. And then I met a guy and oh, that's always part of a story, isn't it? And he <laughs> was a painter <laughs> and he taught me how to paint. And we had, uh, so we painted, to, he had a company and I painted for him while I was going to university. And then he passed away in 99. And I thought, oh goodness, what am I going to do? I guess I'll start a painting company. <laughs> how hard could it be? And there is something about being young and ignorance is bliss because I just dove right in. All I knew about it was that I could paint and I had to feed my kid. And here, 18 years later, I still have the business. My son is now running my cruise and stepping into more of an ownership position. And so then I got thinking about what else could I do with this? Like, how can I help other people with the lessons that I've learned? And I do a fair amount of public speaking and somebody said, you need to start a new business and cause you think differently. And I said, Oh, okay, I could do that. And so I started domino thinking and then I thought, well, I should, could write a book. Um, I met a woman who helps people write books. So I wrote my book, think opposite using the domino effect to change your business, change the world. And it's going to be in bookstores in September. So I'm pretty excited about that. And, uh, I have a radio show called think opposite. So I really challenge people to think about what they think about because we get so busy and we just don't do that. And then I help businesses get aligned in their businesses so that they can, they can just have an easier go of it. Very nice. So you have a book going in a bookstore in September. I do. So for the people listening that don't realize how big of a deal it is, think about this for a second. <laughs> I work in the publishing industry as well. So think about how many books are out there, how many people there are out there who, uh, yeah, I guess books are out there. And think about how little shelf space there is in a store. So to get a book in a bookstore is a huge deal. Congratulations <laughs> to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's that is really exciting. <laughs> yeah, I just finished doing the audio version too. And it was, it's kind of odd having to talk for that long. Um, but I was really fortunate. The planets lined up and Morgan James saw my book and asked if they could get in stores for me. And it's pretty exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, what's neat about audiobooks is I'm not there yet. So I've got an ebook published and I have a, I'll call it a real book coming out later this year with an ebook <laughs> of that. But I want to do my own audio book at some point. And audio books are actually like the fastest growing segment, segments of the book world. So that's really smart mm -hmm. that you made that. Yeah, thanks. Well, and I also didn't want to leave it to chance and have somebody else read my book. Absolutely. Because the emphasis is different or, um, and it's, it's no longer me. Mm -hmm. And and I really like that connection that I have with my my readers and my listeners. So yeah, it's exciting. It's fun, <laughs> and I had a great guy produce it. So so is that like you literally read word for word, or you kind of ad lib here and there where you want to emphasize things and tell stories? Is that as well? Uh, no, you read it word for word. Um, I left out some of the grammatical mistakes that my editor didn't catch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where you read your own book so many times and there's something about saying it out loud that catches way more mistakes than reading it in your head ever could. Oh, it's so and, true. That's so true. Sorry. Yeah. So I phoned up <laughs> my editor and I was like, what? What do you mean you didn't catch that? <laughs> Sometimes but, I'll be writing like a blog post and I'll, I'll be like, this is good. And then I'll read it out loud and I'll be like, I don't even know what that's supposed to say. There's so <laughs> many words missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, it's super. It's interesting. It's, But it is very weird being just that one person talking for so long. Oh, yeah, I bet. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this. So if you think about the painting business that you started and then domino thinking uh, what you're focusing on now, was the painting business more difficult to get going because it was kind of that first time or what was that like for you? Oh, you know, it was in retrospect, it was easier because I knew nothing. <laughs> and there was something really um safe about knowing nothing. I had nothing to be afraid of because I had nothing to compare it to. And as we get older and we accumulate things and risk just becomes riskier, I think. And now I know more. And back then there was nobody to ask for help. There wasn't all of those business coaches and uh, people telling you how to do it and how to 10 times your income and all of those (laughs) other wonderful promises. Um, so, and, and yeah, being young and that energy and my son was my big motivator. I had to feed him and not succeeding just wasn't an option. And I was lucky, I think in terms that the economy was on an upswing, but I was early on the upswing. So I just kept thinking I was such a good business owner because I just kept doing better, but then the economy crashed and I realized, yeah, no, it was the economy. It wasn't me. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and that's when the real learning starts. That's when the, oh, I can't do that. That doesn't make any sense from a business perspective. And that's when I became a lot better at business. Mm-hmm. Well, you said something that got my attention I'd never heard. So you said risk gets riskier as you get older. Do you really believe that? Or do you think the perception of risk gets riskier as you get older? I'm curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure there's a difference <laughs> because <laughs> we are what we believe uh, in, in so many ways. And and while we can suspend those beliefs, I think the stakes are higher. Mm-hmm. We have houses we can lose. We have retirement, but we homes we don't want to end up in. Uh, I think our perception changes for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think the reality of it's all exactly the same. A risk is a risk is a risk. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, think about this for a second. How does failing to think before acting affect somebody in that startup phase? And I'm kind of with this question, maybe focusing on that that first six months of startup. Right. I think when we have a bit of a sense about what it is that we're doing and who we are doing it, we will make maybe less mistakes. I think we get to the finish line faster. Not that there isn't actually a finish line, but we we process things quicker. And I think our um, our, our process the of of becoming a business owner becomes easier when we have a better sense of who we are. And in my book, I talk about how it's so important to to understand who we are in our business mm-hmm. and not get sidetracked by all of the flashy stuff that's out there. Mm-hmm. Because once you are aligned, then everything else falls into place. You attract the clients that you want. You attract the staff that you want. You can see things in your staff and help them just become a better version of themselves. So you can help your community in a way that's more clear and concise and helps your business. And if you do all that planning first, that understanding first, the decisions later on are just so much easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a, it's a crazy thing to think about. If you could go back and talk to a younger version of yourself, the, the <laughs> lessons you would teach yourself, you'd say, Hey, don't waste your money doing this. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. And, and don't let other people tell you who you are ever. 
for anything. <laughs> they only get it, to define you if you allow them to. Yeah. And I guess in one respect, I was pretty lucky because I was, um, I had a woman business owner in a male dominated industry and they didn't really want me there. And so I didn't hang out with them. I didn't learn from them. I just had only myself to go, this feels good. This doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. and follow the stuff that felt good. And that, I think that was a huge factor in my success. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Talk to us a minute about thinking opposite and what that can do for a business. See, I, I see a lot of business owners that take a very predictable path and like, like painting, for example, there's a lot of people that would do painting and say this, this is kind of, you know, what there is for him. But you took skills and experience from that and said, you know what, I can do even more with this. So a lot of people don't think that way. So, so tell mm-hmm. me a bit, bit about that. Well, I think when you uh, think uh, outside of that box that everybody else thinks in, it gives you an edge for sure. It gives you a niche that you can exist in. I remember being at the paint store one time and another painter was picking up paint and the guy behind the counter said, whoa, this color is hideous. Where is it going? And the painter said, well, the whole house is going that color. And I said, why don't you tell them? And he said, it's not my problem. I just put paint on the walls. And I went, wow, you're taking their money. Like, that's so not cool. No. And, and so then I thought, well, I'm going to help people now with their colors so that at least we have a conversation about it. And I'm not that guy. Absolutely. And then I, yeah, then I did it for a year and then I realized everybody liked the same colors I liked and that I wasn't asking them what they liked. I was telling them what they liked. (laughs) And from there, I realized that their colors are none of my business, but I have a responsibility to help them learn how to pick colors. So I've designed a color course to help people pick colors and to understand colors and just to avoid all the mistakes. Now, if I had done business like everybody else had done business around me, I would have just putting hideous colors on people's walls and gone, not my problem. Mm-hmm. Now I save my customers so much money because they understand what they're getting before I order the paint. And I just think that has so much more value. And from that, I get so much more loyalty. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, so when we can go ahead. I was going to say when, so for your course, I was thinking in my head, kind of giggling as I think about this, my wife would love that course because she's somewhat indecisive with colors, but really yeah. enjoys picking them out. And for me, it's easy. I just say, yeah, whatever she wants is fine. <laughs> <laughs> so much easier that way. It is happy wife, happy life. Oh Yeah. Yeah, it's well, what I realized, because when you're thinking opposite, when you're engaged in your business, when you're understanding why it is that you're doing what you're doing, you start appreciating that relationship you have with your customers and you really want to give them what it is that they need, not necessarily what you want to give them, um, but what you want to give them should be what they need. And so maybe it is the same thing. I'm not sure, but I realized my customers were missing that piece of understanding. And how could they possibly understand colors? Like how many times does somebody pick colors in their lifetime? Like once, five times, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And we don't have those skills. And yet it's something that everybody thinks they can do. And that's just not the case. Once, once they take my course, they can. And not because my, my course is like so complicated and, uh, but it's because it teaches people how to read, um, reprogram their brain in relationship to color. Very nice. And most businesses have the opportunity to do that within their own company when they start paying attention to what their customers need. Well, how, how is that, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? How's that perspective with what everything you just told me? How's that translated into your newer business? Well, I help other people do it with their businesses. Very nice. And yeah, so often when we're inside of our business, it's very difficult to see what it is that we're doing. Um, I had a customer one time or a client and she said, well, um, I, I deal with, and she, she's okay with me telling the story. So I'm not violating any sort of confidentiality thing, but she said, I help people with, um, their essences and how they see the world and the positive thoughts and all of that. And I took a course to do flower essence and I went, Whoa, hang on. What is that? And she said, Oh, flower essence. And she starts telling me that. And I'm like, actually, I don't care what it is. Why haven't I heard about it? And she started telling me about it again. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. I heard all about all of this woo woo stuff because it's, I live on an Island. It's all around me. And why haven't I heard of flower essence? And she said, Oh, I don't know. And so we've created this whole plan around creating this, her niche, because no one's doing it. Mm-hmm. But she couldn't see it had value. She needs somebody from the outside to look in and see it has value. So it's really working with businesses to see what skills they already have and they're discounting and then troubleshooting them for them. Well, it's really interesting you say that because even with my own business here recently, I've made a slight pivot in some of the focus regarding uh, not only helping clients, but, you know, generating revenue as well. And when we get so focused on what we want to do and this is what the business is going to be and people are going <laughs> to like it, we lose track of, you know, the opportunity that may be sitting right next to it. So, yeah, that outside perspective is always going to be a bit clearer and a bit unique compared to our own. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can really appreciate that because I've just gone through some of that myself. But if you're able to keep an open mind and try something new, it could be the, the greatest discovery in your business yet. Oh, yeah. You know, I say to people all the time, uh, get married to only a few things in your business and everything else be super flexible with. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'm married to customer service. I'm married to giving value. And so I won't negotiate on that. Everything else, I'm going to try it. Like mm-hmm. if it makes sense, I'm going to try it. And it's not getting married. It's that because divorce sucks. <laughs> and it, usually that's a painful process. You have this idea that you love and then you have to give it up because it's not serving your purpose. And you actually end up having like almost like a breakup with some of these ideas. Well, it's and- funny, funny you say that even before when we were talking uh, through Skype chat before we got on today, I was actually uh, looking at a renewal that came through for a uh, the software that I use. And I said, you know what? I'm not renewing this. Like I thought this was going to be the greatest thing for my business. <laughs> when I'm realistic with myself, there is no way I can pay more money for this. So I cut it loose. I've been cutting stuff loose like crazy lately. Cause if it doesn't give me, it's not what I wanted it to give me. What is it actually doing for me? If the answer is not much or nothing, bye-bye, you know? Yeah. And that's all part of that getting in alignment. Yep. Uh, with what it is that you really do want and not getting sidetracked by those other things. And as a business owner, that's hard because shiny things are fun. Oh yeah, they are. <laughs> right? Like it's, it's good to be a fish sometimes, but we have to, it, it's simpler when we have less shiny things around us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, Allison, I would love for you to gift us with three tips for startups about changing their mindset or perspective. All right. I think the first thing that I think is so important is getting really clear on why it is you're doing what you're doing. 
because everything else stems from that. If you're not clear, nobody else can be clear. And one of the things that I talk about in my book is pretend that you're in a restaurant and you can overhear somebody talking about you in terms of your business. What is the worst thing that you can hear them say about you? That is probably the trigger of how you can build your business. So for me, if somebody had said back then that I wasn't the best painter in town, I'd go, oh, that stung a bit, but it's maybe true. If they said I didn't give somebody value, I would have to go over to that table and go, whoa, whoa, hang on a second. <laughs> we need to have a conversation about this. So find out what that thing is that you would never want somebody to say about you. That's probably what you build your business around, avoiding that. So all of my systems, everything goes into making sure people have value regardless of what business I'm in. Mm -hmm. So that's the first tip. The second tip would be to consider the outcome of your choices. It's hard because we're busy and, and especially new startups, even businesses that have been in business for a while, we have all this information flooding us. We have all these emails and text messages and social media and podcasts coming at us. Um, Really take that time before you make a choice. When you're looking at that program to buy and really consider the outcome, is that going to take you where you want to go? And the third thing is surround yourself with people who totally believe in you, that get what you're doing and is behind you every step of the way. And those people that don't, cut them loose. Absolutely. That's phenomenal advice. I mean, God, if people are going to, you know, I use this analogy all the time, but there's like three types of people. There's boat anchors, the people that hold you down or keep you where you're at. There's bystanders who just sit back and watch. And then there's uplifters, which is a tiny group, but the most crucial group. And that mm -hmm. is just such strong advice because there's people that say, I, I get it, but they're still going to the same people asking advice. And these people have done nothing. They've accomplished nothing and they thrive on negativity. It's like, you're not mm -hmm. letting them go like you need to. I'm not saying cut your mom out of your life or your brother. <laughs> But they may not be the person to go to for business advice. Yeah. Just pick and choose who you talk to for sure. Like go to a family dinner. Just don't talk about your business. <laughs> Easier <laughs> said than done sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It does take some practice, but eventually people realize what's off limits when we just stop engaging in those areas. Yeah, absolutely. I was yeah. talking to my wife today and... uh I don't know what we're talking about, but she goes, can, can you stop talking about business for a minute? She's like, you're, you're obsessed with it. And I said, that's good for you because that level of success <laughs> is going to take us to the place that we want to go. I promise you that. So mm -hmm. when you're not obsessed about your business, as far as just being very excited, very passionate and connected with it, you might worry. I've been one of those people that's chased a business for all the wrong reasons and lost a chunk of 401k and almost lost everything I had material because I was, I was just all doing everything wrong. But the beauty is, I learned from that and can teach and coach from that and write about it and talk about it forever. So, mm, yeah, there is lessons in absolutely everything. Nothing is a wasted if you, if you consider it properly. Like if you think about what the lesson is in it, it's the only wasted time is when you just give up or throw it out. Absolutely. So I'm curious of the, the speaking and the radio gig, uh, this is just something that popped in my head. Which one do you enjoy more? Or do you enjoy them both? Oh, I enjoy them both. They're just so different. It's there's something really cool about being in front of an audience and watching those light bulbs go off mm -hmm. and and being able to give people exercises to work through so that they're engaged in the material that I'm talking about and have them come up at the end and go, wow, I never thought of it that way. 
that is like the best juice for me (laughs) is hearing that because that means there's been some level of impact. They've internalized something, but then on the radio, damn, I meet the most interesting (laughs) people. (laughs) And, and I think the radio allows me to have conversations with people on a more open platform than otherwise, because they've come on air and they say, I want to talk about this, which means we can just jump into the meat of it. There's no discussing the weather. Mm-hmm. It uh, it just, we get this down to business and, and I've had some pretty controversial guests on my show and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious about this. So you, you touched on this at the end of the, your third tip, actually. I'm curious to see um, what your thoughts are, but how much, like how much do the people around you contribute to your mindset? I mean, some of that's, you know, within your control, but I'd love to hear what your thoughts are about that. Well, honestly, I guess they can only impact you as much as you let them. It's like what you had sort of said earlier, but the reality is, is that we are affected way more than we would like to give other people credit for because our defenses get weak and we get tired and we get down on ourselves and it's, it's, I think it's really easy for people around us to discourage us. So I think it's so important to have that really great core of people that are just your cheerleaders and will tell you exactly how it is, not just agree with everything you're saying, cause that's dangerous, but really say, Whoa, have you been sleeping lately? Because that's a crazy idea. <laughs> we need those people who are going to be honest, like kind, supportive, and honest. Mm-hmm. Well, here's another thought I just had along that same line is with social media, I mean, it's really tough for some people not to do the Instagram and the Facebook comparing, you know, always comparing yourself to the illusion or the perception of where other people are. That can really mess with, with your mind as well. Oh, I just uh, stay in your own lane. It is such a rabbit hole when you start looking at what other people are doing, because even if you love what they're doing, you can't do it. You're not them. You have to do your stuff your way. And there will be periods of time where I won't listen to anything else. I won't read anything because I'm just trying to get centered in what it is that I'm doing and how I'm going to go about it. Um, because sure, I can read a book by Seth Godin. Well, and I did actually, I started a book while I was writing mine and I became, whoa, I can't write this book. I'm not Seth Godin. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, whoa, Seth Godin can't write this book because he's not me. Good for you. And, but it does, it does, it's, it's hard to do. And I think we have to know ourselves well enough that when we're entering into that negative space, we can go, okay this is time to check off Instagram for a little while or create a social media team that they can help with that. And so that you can really focus on staying who you are. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you kind of a a random compliment here. I hope it doesn't make you too bashful, but I just (laughs) must say you have such like a laid back, authentic, cool spirit about you. It's very, very rare, but, uh, yeah, thanks for being born, basically. <laughs> Aww, that is so sweet. That's the nicest thing I've heard probably all day for sure, maybe even all week. Thank it, you. you. I'm so used to hearing people that are tightly wound, and you're just like so the opposite. So it's uh, I'm sure people <laughs> listening are totally agreeing with me right now, but I had to I had to mention that because it's just rare. So mm, very nice. Thanks. Well, I think it's for me. I, I used to probably be a little more wound up, but now I just make the choices that are easy. And it's so much easier to have it easy. Mm-hmm. 
it's more profitable. I attract better customers and clients. It's, I sleep better at night. It's just easy is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Allison, with everything you've got going on, uh, what's next for you? What do you have your eyes on for the rest of 2017? Oh, well, actually, I think it's going to be a little bit of a surprise for me because I am working with a new coach. Uh, We're doing a two-day retreat next month, and I am really excited to figure out where that's going to take us. Her wife does work with horses, and she brings them into the mix. So I have no idea, and I'm so excited about it. Very cool. (laughs) So don't, I'm just I'm talking directly to the audience now. Don't you guys wish you could be that carefree and willing to try something new? I mean, she's stepping way out of her comfort zone. You got to be willing to do that. That's awesome. Very cool. Thank well, you. I have. Uh, I'm positive somebody listening will want to connect with you. What's the best way for my audience, Inspire Nation, to reach out to you and keep the conversation going? Well, I respond to emails. So if they want to email me, they can at Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, at dominothinking.com. I also have Domino Thinking on Facebook, and I have you know Instagram and Twitter, but Facebook's probably the one that I deal with the most, and email's always a great way. And I just love the questions. I love just being able to go, hey, think of it this way. And if you have any questions, definitely get in touch with me. Awesome. Well, I've loved having you on the show today. I really appreciate your time. It's been such a treat spending time with you. And uh, gosh, it goes by so quickly when when the host is so great. So thank you. (laughs) No problem. Take care. You too. All right. We are back to the main program. What do you think about that? It's good stuff, right? Allison, if you're listening, thank you. That was a lot of fun. That was very, very impactful and uh, rich in content as well. So thank you for that. If you guys want to check out the show notes for this show, as always, you just go to intentionallyinspirational.com. For this episode, it's forward slash episode 93. And you can use that same formula to check out all the episodes before. And that will give you some uh, conversation highlights. It'll give you Allison's bio and uh, some of her links and stuff as well. So check that out. And I want you to think about something. So we're getting close to the end of 2017. 2018's around the corner. And for whatever reason, our world loves to focus on that New Year's resolution. But you know what I say? Why wait? Why wait? If there's something you want to do or do differently, start Monday. Start today. Don't wait till next year. There's still plenty of time this year to reach the goals that you've set for this year. Um, You can do it. There's no reason to wait. There's nothing really different between now and January 1st. It's just in the future. It's something we don't have to address today. So I challenge you. Address it today. Dive in and see what happens. As always, thanks for listening. I appreciate your ear, and we will catch up with you next week with another great episode of this show. Till then, take care. Thanks for listening to Intentionally Inspirational. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We look forward to having you join us next week for another great episode.